want to share this in your presence, Lord. Your love
bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits have been extended towards us, towards me, towards you. For God is great, and he is so greatly to be praised. We're in the sanctuary this morning, this beautiful place of worship, beautiful place of house and prayer, and God's grace, his love for us is completely, absolutely, wonderfully beautiful. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Listen, go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. Let them know that you're watching KTAP Alive right here, right now, and you want them to worship with us, magnify the Lord with us. Let us exalt his name together, for the Lord is great, and he is indeed greatly to be praised. Go ahead and push that share button right now. What are you waiting for? Push it right now. Let them know that you're watching, and you're inviting them to worship the Lord God with you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together, beloved. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We love you. We thank you this morning. Your love for us is completely beautiful, and we thank you right now. We worship your holy name and bless your holy name. God, you're so awesome. God, you're so great. And God, we glorify your name forever and ever. Hallelujah. God, thank you for another day's journey. Thank you for bringing us through another week. God, some of us have fallen by the wayside with fatigue and with weariness. But Lord, you told us that if, you wait, if we wait upon you, you would renew our strength. And we would mount up with wings as eagles. We would walk and not get weary. We would run and not faint. And so God, right now we come this morning declaring and believing that we're waiting on you, oh God. We're believing on you, oh God. We're trusting in your God. And as you have been faithful before God, we believe that you will be faithful even now. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for abiding with us right now, oh God. Lord, we invite you into this worship service. Come into our hearts. Come into our homes. Come into the place that we have designated as our sacred sanctuaries and dwell with us there. Abide with us there. Oh God, in your presence there is joy, there is peace, there is love, and there is power. And now, oh God, we lift you up now. Forever and ever we glorify your name, God. Forever and ever we give you glory and praise, God. Forever and ever we magnify you, we glorify you, and we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And right now, God, we feel like going on because we feel all right. We feel all right in our spirits. We feel all right in our souls. We feel all right in our minds because you said you never leave us and you never forsake us. So God, now we bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name forever and ever. Amen. And amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, I hope you feel all right. If you don't, we're going to bless you with this song right now because we in this sanctuary, we feel all right. We want you to feel all right. God is great. Let's praise him, y'all.
comes from Luke 12, verses 22 and 23, and it reads as follows. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. If you'll bow with me for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to assemble to worship this morning, Lord. Lord, we pray for those bereaved families. We pray for the sick and shut-in, Lord. We pray for those that are experiencing financial difficulty and hardship. Lord, we also uh, ask that you uh, bless the pastor as he prepares to present the spoken word to us this morning, Lord. Lord, we also pray for our community, our city, our state, and our nation, Lord, because we are certainly in need of prayer. Lord, again, we thank you for each and every blessing that you've bestowed upon us. Lord, just ask a special prayer for watch over our children as they go back to school dealing with these issues as far as this pandemic is concerned. Again, Lord, we ask these things in your son's name, Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You feeling all right out there? Amen. I feel all right. I feel all right. Amen. Sometimes you got to declare it, even if you don't feel it just yet. You just got to declare it by faith. Amen. I feel all right. I feel all right. I'm going to be all right. Amen. Anybody got a I'm going to be all right out there? Amen. I might not feel it right now, but I know God is going to get me through what I'm going through and I'm going to be all right. Amen. 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 Can we have a little church back? I am on the battlefield for my Lord. I am on the battlefield for my Lord, for my Lord. And I promised him that I, I would serve him till I die. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. Oh, my. 
till I die. I am on battlefield for my Lord. I am home for my. I am on the battlefield for my Lord, for my Lord, and I promised Him that I, I would serve Him. Listen, it's time that we give now unto the Lord God of our salvation who has been so faithful in giving so wonderfully and bountifully unto us. We ask that you give in any number of ways that are listed on your screen now. You can give by texting to the number that's on your screen. You can also give by, uh, by way of our K Chapel Church app. As always, you can give by dropping off your offering at the office. Whatever you do, however you do it, we ask that you do two things. Give so liberally and give so cheerfully. For the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. God bless you.
thank you for the opportunity to give, Lord. Thank you for blessing us at this point, Lord. Lord, we pray that you bless those that uh, had the opportunity to give, Lord. Bless those that didn't have, Lord, but had desire to give, Lord. We ask that you use this offering in furtherance of your kingdom and according to your will, Lord. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name.
you, but I'm glad this morning. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm glad that I've got a God who hides me. I'm glad I've got a God who covers me. I'm glad I've got a God who keeps me. When the storms of life are raging, he keeps his arms around me. When the fury falls on me, his arms are protecting me. I'm glad this morning. <laughs> Can't no devil have me. Can't no giant kill me. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. I don't know about you, but I feel that in my spirit. I'm so glad this morning. Hallelujah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. He shall hide me. I'm so glad. Said I'm so, so glad. He shall. God will yeah, I'm so glad I'm so so glad so glad he shall he will my God will say I'm so glad say I'm so glad he shall he will Is already read in your hearing verses 22 and 23. Mm. 22 and 23, and then we'll skip down to verse 29. It begins as follows 22 through 23 reads as follows. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. 
Picking up with verse 29, and seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. I want to continue in our series that we introduced on this past Sunday called Reimagine. And I want to talk this morning from the subject Reimagining Life. Reimagining Life. It appears to me that when you think about it, much, if not all, of the world is based on the principle of balance. Balance. The earth is tilted at just the right angle, rotates at just the right speed. Balanced. It's far enough from the sun to keep us from burning up close enough to the sun to keep us from freezing balanced in architecture and in engineering it's it's about balance if if weight is not appropriately distributed then there's too much stress on one part of the infrastructure or one part of the bridge or one part of the building and over time that stress will call that structure to collapse because it was not properly balanced. Interior designers design rooms based on balance. Balance of different materials and different textures and different colors to bring a room together, together to give it that look and to give it that feel to make it inviting in a space that you want to be in because too much of this or too little of that and the wrong color here or the wrong material there can throw everything off. It's about balance. You, you can be driving your car and, and if one of your tires is not balanced, mess up your whole ride. You'd be driving along and you suddenly start feeling, y'all know what I'm talking about, that vibration. And if it's on your front end, it might start pulling to one side or the other. It's about balance. For you foodies out there, you know when you have a, a wonderful meal or a wonderful dish that has been seasoned properly and the seasons are in right proportion. It's not too much pepper, not too much salt, not too much sweet, not too much savory. It's just all balanced. In your body, there are there's a balance of minerals and nutrients and chemicals that keep you feeling well. And if those minerals or those chemicals or those nutrients are out of balance, you start feeling fatigued or tired or just don't feel. It's about balance. And this morning, I want you to start reimagining a balanced life. 
Because what I've come to recognize is that much of the stress and much of the tension and much the fatigue and much of the frustration that we feel in life can be traced back to things simply being out of balance. In one way or another, we've usually allowed our lives to take certain turns that have been unchecked for too long and and we've gone without correcting that issue or correcting that area of our lives and that imbalance has resulted in stressed life or in strained relationships or in a stretched too thin calendar that is impossible to maintain and all of this ends up with our spirits being depleted, our minds being distressed, our souls being weary because we have an imbalanced life, an imbalanced calendar, an imbalanced schedule. We need to get balanced. Usually there are three things that lead to an imbalanced life. Let me share with you for just a minute. I might not shout you, but I'm going to teach you. Uh, the, the, The absence of boundaries. This is the first thing that can lead to an imbalanced life, the absence of boundaries. What do you mean by that? I mean where you're living a life where there are no margins. When you look at your notebook paper, you, you college students, you, you're writing on notebook paper. On that notebook paper, you remember that there, there are two types of lines. There are the blue horizontal lines. Those are the ones that you write on. But then on either side, there are those two red lines. Those are your margins, the vertical lines. Those are the ones that indicate when you hit this line, stop writing. Wish I had a witness here. Margins, margins tell you when to stop. Margins help to keep the paper looking neat. Margins help the writer to think about the spacing that he or she is using in the letters before it's time to go on to the next line. Margins provide white space on paper so that everything doesn't look jumbled up. Wish I had a witness in here. And a lot of us have jumbled up lives right now because we refuse to use margins. Life is a mess right now because we have not created and or abided by the margins or the boundaries where we should stop and pause and have some white space. Why? Because the white space gives you space to think. White space gives you time to rest. White space gives you space time to recreate. White space and your life is jumbled up because you have not created boundaries that protect time. Boundaries that define limits. Boundaries that determine what you can do and what you can't do. Boundaries that tell you what you will do and what you won't do. Boundaries that tell you where you can go and where you can't go. You need some boundaries. I wish you would type it in the line right now. You need some boundaries. But there's another thing that leads to an imbalance of life. Second thing that leads to an imbalance of life is the dishonoring of values. The dishonoring of values. By saying this is a, there is a dishonoring of values. I'm assuming that you have some. When values exist and you don't honor them or you don't respect them or you don't live up to or by those values, you then create imbalance in your life. What do you mean, preacher? I'm being, like this. So if you say you value health, but everything you eat is fried, wish I had a witness in here. 
you dishonor your stated values. If, if you say that you value good stewardship, but you spend everything that you get into your hands, you dishonor your stated values. If you value your husband or your wife or your loved one, but you never make any time for them, you dishonor your stated values. And when you dishonor your values, your health, your bank account, your relationships, all of those things become imbalanced. Thirdly, an imbalanced life is caused by the misplacement of priorities. The misplacement of priorities. And here is where so many of us are challenged this morning. It's the space of rightly prioritizing life. Putting things in proper perspective. And that's what this text is about. Jesus is helping his disciples to come to the place of having a right definition of life itself. Life and what matters most in it. Because the world would have us define life by its terms. Culture teaches us that life is about material success. Culture says that life is about power and wealth and prestige and status and socioeconomic standing. The world steadily pushes into our minds the message that the more you have, then the better, the bigger, and the more important you are. And sadly, sadly, more often than not, we buy into that lie. You may deny you buy the lie. But you do. I'm going to prove it to you. When you purchase things that you can't afford to impress people who don't like you anyway, you buy into the lie. When you go into debt to live a lifestyle that we think others have and don't even realize that, that they're renting their lives anyway, we buy into the lie. When we are funding our retirements with the maximum contributions but giving the minimum offerings to the church and then expect the church to perform miracles in the community, we buy into the lie. When we invest in upstart companies but won't fund upstanding ministries, we buy into the lie. And Jesus tells a parable to counter the lie of culture. You know this parable. Man has feels that he's planted and yields a great, cop, a great crop. It's so great, there's not enough room in his barns to store it all. And man decides, you know what, the answer to that is simple. I'll tear down my old barns, build bigger barns, and therefore I'll have enough room to store what I already have and what I've just produced out of my fields. And the farmer says in verse 19, And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Text goes on to say in verse 20, But God said to him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. It is on the heels of this parable that Jesus now teaches his disciples about balanced life, saying this, Life is more than meat. The body is more than raiment. 
In other words, he's saying, listen, I need all of my disciples, you guys who are with me now and disciples who will follow me in the future. I want you to understand and I want you to reimagine life as being more than about how much money you can make, more than about what you wear, where you live and what you drive. Life is more than these things. And I want you to reimagine life as being more than what the world offers and more than how culture defines it because life is so much more than those things and this morning we are challenged to reimagine life that is in proper alignment to the word and to the will of God to reimagine a life that is properly balanced and performing at maximum potential to reimagine a life that is in rhythm with the heartbeat of God and perfectly tuned by the master's hands because that my friends is what Jesus had Jesus had a balanced Life. I'm going to prove it to you. Look at Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 verse 52 says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and favor with man. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. Listen to that. Jesus Christ grew in four areas. He grew in wisdom, which means he grew intellectually. He grew in stature, which means he grew physically. He grew in favor with God, which means he developed spiritually. But then he developed he grew in favor with man which means that he developed socially he was a perfect picture of balanced humanity he lived a balanced life he fed himself physical food and spiritual food balanced he considered his relationship with God and his relationship with people balanced he prayed in faith but he also worked by faith balanced he ministered in public before the masses, but he also had quiet time in private with his father, balanced. And as believers, we are invited to live a life of balance. Can we just admit that in a lot of ways our world is out of balance? Environmentally, we take the good out of the earth and put waste into it, causing global warming. It's out of balance. Relationally, humanity is out of balance with itself. We fight over resources. We fight over power with one another. One nation has surplus. Another nation is destitute. We are out of balance. But when things are rightly aligned and in proper balance, when things are in right perspective, relationships thrive, humanity flourishes, and creation replenishes itself. So what does a balanced life look like? Three things and I'm through. If you're a believer and you're in need of a balanced life and you recognize that your life is not in balance, things are out of place you feel stress over here strain over there tension over here discontent right there first thing the believer must live the believer must have a balanced ethical life I know you weren't expecting that one a balanced ethical life Job 31 and 6 reads as follows. He says, let me be weighed in a just balance 
and let God know my integrity. That's Job speaking. Job says, let me be weighed in a just balance and let God know my integrity. Now, we know the story of Job. Job was a righteous man, so righteous that God brags on Job in front of Satan. So righteous was Job that even after the death of his ten children, after he is stricken with illness, after all of his fame and fortune were no more, Job refused to curse God. He declared, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That is Job's faith speaking to the facts that life is not always a bed of roses for the believer. Believers get dealt some crushing blows sometimes. We get dealt some bad hands sometimes. We get met with bad news sometimes. And faith cries out in such moments, blessed be the name of the Lord. It doesn't feel good, but blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't know why this is happening to me, but blessed be the name of the Lord. I would argue my case before the Lord if I could find him, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Of the Lord. Job says, Bless God while I'm going through what I'm going through. But he says something else that calls our attention as people of faith. He says, Put my life in a just balance. In other words, watch this Job has confidence not so much that he's been perfect, but that he has been ethical. Mm. He said, I, I've not been perfect. I've had my problems. I've sinned. I've, I've done wrong. He says, but Lord, put my life in a just balance and you will see that I've had some ethics about me. Good God Almighty. He says, I, I've lived a life of integrity, not perfection, but morality, not sinless, but sensibly with a value system in place that has allowed me to filter life's decision and lean towards righteousness. I didn't always hit the mark, but I was leaning toward righteousness. I didn't always get where I was going, but I was leaning and pushing and pressing my way because I lived an ethical life. I had an ethic in place that I did not violate willingly. I had an ethic in place that I tried to honor. I had an ethic in place that allowed me to live a life of integrity about my family, integrity about my finances, integrity about my faith. And when weighed in a just balance, an ethical life will show, will show more right than wrong. More good than bad, more righteousness than unrighteousness, more holiness than unholiness, more godliness than ungodliness, an ethical life. It's what believers must strive to have if you're going to have a balanced one. Secondly, secondly, you've got to have a balanced relational life. I'm not going to worry you long. A balanced relational life. Listen, you can have everything in this world. You can have everything going right in your life. But if your relationships are lousy, 
wish I had a witness in here. I mean, you can be rich. You can be a millionaire. You can be popular. You can be well-known and successful. But if you've got people that you're at, odd with, at odds with, life is going to be tough. So you need ethical balance, but you also need relational balance in your life. Romans 12 and 16 says it like this, and I'm going to read it from the contemporary English version. It says, be friendly with everyone. Don't be proud and feel that you are smarter than others. Make friends with ordinary people. Don't mistreat someone who has mistreated you, but try to earn the respect of others and do your best to live at peace with everyone. That's relational balance. Relational balance is the recognition, my brothers and sisters, that we are not islands unto ourselves, but that God has made us relational beings and our worlds are out of balance when our relationships are not lining up. You can be on top of the world. But if your relationship at home is sour, nothing else really matters. You, you can be the life of the party, but if you can't eat dinner with your family, wish I had a witness in here, nothing else really matters. You need to ask yourself this morning, where are my relationships out of balance? Why are they out of balance? Am I spending too much time tending to other things and other people and have neglected the ones that are right up here close next to me? Who have I shunned? Who have I overlooked? Who am I ignoring? What have I allowed to come between and stay between me and that person whom God has given to me? Because imbalance in your relationships is going to spill over into the rest of your life. Thirdly, and I'm through. You've got to have a balanced spiritual life. That's where this text ends. Verse 31, Jesus says, But seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Here's what Jesus says to his disciples. Seek the kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you. Brian, Interesting thing to note here is that Jesus does not act like there's something wrong with these things. Watch that. He says, seek the kingdom. And all these things will be added. He doesn't condemn the things. He doesn't say there's something wrong with you wanting the things. He doesn't tell you to, to, to push away the stuff and the things. He simply says, put it in right priority. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first godliness. Put spiritual matters first. Seek first the kingdom. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy might. Seek first the kingdom. Thou shalt have no other gods before him. Seek first the kingdom. The question you got to ask yourself is really, what have you been, been seeking? What have you been seeking first? 
what's been priority for you, if your life is out of balance, what have you been going after first? What have you been seeking first? Success? Fortune? Notoriety? Popularity? What have you been seeking first? Going viral? Getting followers? What have you been seeking first? More likes? What have you been seeking first? Chasing paper, getting the bag, making that money? What have you been seeking first? Building that dream home, getting that new car, wearing that certain brand of suit, living in that particular community, attaining a certain status, gaining membership into an elite club. What have you been seeking first? Jesus said, put all these things in perspective and in priority. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added. Seek first the kingdom. Watch this. And your values will start lining up with God's values. Seek first the kingdom and your ethics will reflect the Lord's ethics. Seek first the kingdom and your wants will align with God's will. Seek first the kingdom and you will begin to pray for the purpose of God to be revealed and manifested in your life. Seek first the kingdom and all of these things of life will fall into proper alignment and balance. Seek first the kingdom. You'll begin to see life through the eyes of the Father. What should be where? What should go where? How to better distribute your resources and your time and your energy. Seek first the kingdom. And when you do that, you can then begin to live a reimagined, balanced life. A life that is ethically balanced. A life that is relationally balanced. A life that is spiritually balanced balanced if you get your personal life balance you'll have more contentment you'll be more confident you won't wear out as easily you won't blow up as much you won't go off as quick see some of that stuff is because you're not balanced you wonder why you have such a quick temper? Why everybody getting on your last nerve? Because you're not balanced. Get it in balance and you will be deeper spiritually. You'll be more stable emotionally. You'll feel better physically. You will enjoy your friendships and relationships much more because life is more than what we've made it about. Life is more than food. Life is more than raiment. Life is more than money. Life is more than prestige. Life is about the kingdom of God and living it in a balanced way. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you his peace.
but can I wipe away their tears? Lord, I'm available to you. My will I give to you. I'll do what you say. Me, Lord, to show someone the way and enable me to say, My storage is empty and I am available to. that to the Lord. A balanced life begins with making yourself open to the Lord God. Saying, God, here I am. I, my life has been a mess in a lot of ways. I've been living life 
from end to end, not observing any margins. And it's been a mess. I've been going through life without any real ethical lens through which I look and make decisions and it's been a mess. I've been ignoring people and those closest to me and living the life seemingly before the masses but home life is just, it's been a mess. And then Lord, I've I've just had messed up priorities. I've been chasing this and seeking that and going after this and going after that. And I've, I've always thought about you, but I've always put you on the back burner. And if I'm honest about it, life has just been an absolute mess. But Lord, right now I'm available. I'm opening my heart and I'm opening my head and I'm opening my spirit to you right now. If that's you, if I just described you, I want you to pray this prayer right now. Say, Lord, here I am. I've been messed up, but I heard that you're in the cleaning business. So God, clean my life. Make me a new creature in Christ. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. And I believe he rose again from the dead. And right now by faith, I accept Jesus into my life to clean up this mess I've made. I accept Jesus into my life to reprioritize it and give it proper balance. I accept Jesus into my life so that I can live the life that is flourishing, live the life that the Lord has commanded. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Welcome to a new life in Jesus Christ. I want you to do one more thing. Call the number that's on the screen right now. There's somebody waiting to speak with you right now to pray with you and also give you new next steps to take that you might live out this new life as God is cleaning you up right now, giving you the proper balance, helping you put things in right perspective. You need brothers and sisters who will walk this walk with you. So call the number right now. God bless you. God bless you and God keep you. Here's our prayer. Hallelujah. Now, may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.